0: Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Kopp and We're with Comic, Casey Aurora. Casey Aurora, how the hell are you? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's so, it's, uh, dude, the reason why I'm talking right now is because last night I took down uh, the special called Comedy Under House Arrest.
1: And? What'd you think?
0: Dude... First of all, you had a fucking hype man, which is a kind way of saying, what, what inter, in, interruptive presence? I guess it was a positive uh, interrupting presence.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's never... It, uh, I don't think there is such a thing as a positive interrupting presence. <laughs> I, that's a very positive way to look at it, and I think that your mentality <laughs> behind it is, like, great, yeah. but... A positive interrupting influence at the end of the day is still an asshole who's being annoying, you
0: know? Yeah, I love that I'm being a hype man right now with my positive interruptive presence.
1: I lo- Well, it's different because this was, like, invited, you know?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, so how did you, you know, you know I think I saw the 30-minute the version via YouTube, but you also, do you have a longer, I know it's also on Spotify, is, is there a longer version on Spotify or are they both half-hour?
1: Uh, no, they're, so basically the special is on YouTube and Facebook, and that's 30 minutes uh, structured in a way that's entirely different than uh, the way the album is structured. The album is 45, 50, no, 50 minutes, and it's uh, additional content, of course, but even the order of how the jokes are done are, are totally different as well.
0: And why are they, why are they different? It's because once you tried to shorten it and take certain things out, it, it was less of a flow than before?
1: No, no, no. I think both of them have the capability to flow within themselves. Uh, But the thing is this, though, like a buddy of mine had been um, I'd watched his special and watched other people's specials. And I think comedy in general, there's a lot of specials that are done the same. All the structure of it's the same. It's comedian comes out. They give you quick jokes about what they look like or (laughs) where they're from. And you're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And then, you know, then it's their point of view. But to me, um, that just didn't feel right. So um, what we did was we, we made it where I come out there and I grab your, you know, I want to say, grab your attention. And mm-hmm. I wanted to do that from things that, that were true to the special. And I wanted to keep it as rough and as, as raw as possible. And I think that's the thing. When people, people watch, they're inundated with a lot of comedy. So when yeah. you get a chance to watch this special, it's different because it's not structured the same way. And it's also like, you're going to get my point of view and then you're going to know who I am.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the bets, yeah, one of the bets, the big, big centerpiece is, a- is actually Boston Chicken, funnily enough, or at least the 30 minute version. You know, right. what, you know remind me of some of the other topics because I do remember that one and I do remember it being long and awesome. But I was like, how can you even, you know, after, you know, letting us know some of the topics people can expect, how do you decide what gets the Casey Aurora treatment? How did Boston Chicken make it, make its, you know, stay in there? among all the Whoa. other funny stuff
1: um yeah it's it's boston market it's oh, yeah i don't think boston chicken exists
0: anymore but like yeah uh, boston, i'm old i'm, I'm showing my it, age yeah
1: it's fine it's totally fine i respect it because i was like this guy knows his history <laughs> uh, so um the reason i guess what makes it and what doesn't make it in terms of the half hour to me uh i think funny of course has a big priority in it and then I just think that whatever really you get my point of view in perspective, like when I run comparisons between America and Iceland
0: yeah. um,
1: as a country that I visited or or being somebody who's Indian that grew up in Queens. Yeah. And how you can see like the perspective I have there or um, and like how that even like I don't have uh, a traditional Indian upbringing or. Um, the way that I'm able to take the course of entire relationships from meeting somebody to when you die, and how I try to change, like approach that from a like a realistic point of view.
0: Yeah, and I, it wasn't Iceland in the context of its murder rate.
1: Murder. Yeah, I mean, because comparatively, uh, the, that seems. I think that's pretty relevant these days.
0: <laughs> um, you it know, would say how, so. yeah Yeah, in chicago Chicago, i think they had about 20 in a day recently
1: yeah and it's just like uh, i think about a country like iceland where not only just for the murder rate but also uh their um their debt uh ratio the country has no debt or the fact that um nobody pays for heating in in iceland wow yeah i mean that part didn't
0: make it in but that's just a fun fact (laughs) Yeah, do it's Iceland. Do you think that uh, you need a lot of heat and you have to pay for it?
1: Well, it's I mean they're all sitting on like a giant volcano, so that's what they're doing. <laughs> they're doing pretty good out there. And
0: so yeah, I mean, did you do did you do comedy in Iceland?
1: I was offered to, but I just didn't uh, actually yeah, I was offered to and then at the last minute I backed out. But it was like I was going there and the beautiful thing about doing comedy is that if you do it enough and you gain a reputation, people are going to be like if they, you know, if you go to another country, another state, anything, they'll be like, oh, yeah, they'll look you up
0: and they'll be like, yeah, of course, you can do our show. Yeah, so Dude, that, that's pretty sweet. And so, yeah, w- what are some of the things that kind of, uh, you know, didn't make its way into the special because it wasn't coherent around the message that you wanted? Not particular jokes, but just, you know, is there certain topics that you had to edit out that might make its way into your next special?
1: Um, I think I really, I gave, I gave you guys everything I had. (laughs) I, I really just, I gave it everything that I got. The album has all of it. It's just, I think there might've been one or two jokes, but I just don't think that, um, I think that I did different sort of, uh, incantations of those jokes in the album that are better anyway. So you literally have
0: everything. Um, And now now you're just going to have to go out and live like crazy so you have have thousands thousands of stories.
1: Right. I mean, essentially, yeah, I've got to sit down and start to look back on my life, hammer out things that I think will make sense. It's a lot of... uh, I gave everything away because, um, you know, I I just... I wanted to. I want people to have it. I should think there's like one or two jokes that are fully formed that are not out there um, on the album because uh, it was too offensive, so... (laughs) You're gonna have to subscribe to the YouTube in order to catch that. There's actually one joke that um, after I did it on the album, I did it like during the recording. The record label, uh, we went to a diner afterwards. Me and the guy who runs the record label, Blonde Medicines, the record label, okay. and we're sitting, we're sitting across from each other. We're eating, and it's like maybe what one thirty in the morning. And he goes, you know that joke. Um, you warned the audience (laughs) as to how offensive it was there you go and then you told them (laughs) and it still wasn't enough (laughs) in terms of how much warning was necessary
0: oh that's and you
1: really put a lot of effort in warning them and i go i know and he's like and they were still caught off guard and i go i know and then he said i don't think we should put that on the album
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. So a la- a label head knows the perfect way to explain it to a comic. It's like, dude, you warn him and they still got offended. Is that you said, Blonde Medicine? Is that my Kaplan's label? Uh,
1: it's yes, it is my Kaplan's label. Oh, cool. yeah.
0: yeah, I think he had something out too. And so, I mean, fucking Blonde Medicine is just fucking rocking and roll. I'm gonna have to get the label head on here and uh, and give him his kudos.
1: I mean, the this is the thing. I'm I'm happy you have me. You know, I'm I'm a guest uh, on your show, and this is the I'm. Sitting in Blonde Medicine's, like, I guess, roster for me is a huge thing. Everybody that's on there is – they're really – good in different ways or in a lot of ways you know the Mike Kaplan's on there Nori Davis is on there uh Janelle James is on there like the, and I could uh, that's just off the top of my head but I could Uh. keep going because it's a it's a really powerhouse I feel like I'm sitting like I'm a bench player on an all-star team like I'm sitting on Golden (laughs) State's team and I'm just like a bench guy It was like if you guys want to throw me in, great. If you guys want to win a championship, that's fine, too.
0: Well, that, that'll all change, man. Everybody gets a load of the album. That's pretty sweet. I mean, and what is Blonde Medicine doing right? I mean, you said that they're just getting a lot of different voices. Um, and and how'd they, how they find you? Do they find um, you rocking, rocking at the Grizzly Pear?
1: No, 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 no. Actually, uh, Dominic uh, Delbeni, who is the owner of Blonde Medicine, his name is actually Blonde Medicine's an anagram of his name. Oh, and that's cool. Um, Yeah, and he, that guy has been in my corner for a long time. Like, I used to do, I did clips for this company called Rooftop Comedy. Okay.
0: Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of that, right. Is that that out of Chicago or no? Uh,
1: I don't know where they were based out of. I mean, uh, Dominic lives in, like, the West Coast, so. Okay. um, But I did clips for them. Okay. Uh, I did, and Dominic was part of it. I did clips for CISO. And Dominic was part of it. Um, So, every he's kind of like been in my corner for a long time. And I'm just fortunate. And I'm a very in a business where it's easy to feel um, kind of left out in the cold a little bit. um, I am lucky that somebody likes my work. You know, it'd be nice if he was like the president of comedy, but I'm just (laughs) happy. I'm just happy that he was like, I, you should record an album and i'd like to be the person
0: to record it and
1: i was like you know man at the very at that little thing in itself is
0: is sweet so it's i'm lucky to have that yeah music to your ears and so it sounds like you know he he gave a little bit of input as far as you know what you might think about taking out but but the mm-hmm. shape but you know any other shaping beyond that he probably let you do your own thing
1: oh i mean the special uh it wasn't i can uh, consulted more with this other comic jay white cotton who is okay. based out of Austin, and he put a special out um, called uh, "Jazz Funeral," and to me, it's probably one of the probably one of the best specials to come out this year. And I don't think enough people are going to see it. And uh, it's truly—I mean, it's—I think it's kind of groundbreaking what he did.
0: And so, yeah, what was groundbreaking about his that you might want to uh, that you know you you've done yourself. Or something else, you know, something you might like to do in the future with your second uh, special?
1: Well, I think that his uh, way of mixing media uh, is something that even I didn't do. Like uh, his ability to mix media and really kind of utilize all the tricks. Like, let's put it this way, right? You watch something on YouTube TV, what have you. There's different ways you can kind of engage with the person, right? There's multiple ways that you can do it. Like uh, Seth Meyers. Had a point in his special where you could skip ahead and skip over all the political jokes. Yeah, I remember the touch that. Touch yeah. of a button.
0: Right? Yeah, I remember that it was cool.
1: Yeah, so um, obviously this is not something that we, uh, that he was able to do. Jay was able to do, Jay was able to do, but Jay was able to do different things in terms of how you hear stuff how you see things it's not just it's sometimes it's reading sometimes uh there's not uh there's not just performance at all it's just words that you're reading that are breaking it up he finds a way to keep you constantly engaged oh, that's and cool. yeah it's a really uh i think it's a really cool way that uh somebody uh, did a special probably I, like i said it, probably it's gonna go down is, uh i think uh top five specials of the year and um I think that what I did was uh, when we discussed it was like about perspective, like give you the perspective first. Think about a TV show. You don't learn the characters. They don't come out and say, hi, my name is Casey Aurora. I'm from, you
0: know what I mean? They never do that. You're right. That's a great point.
1: Yeah. And that's that's to uh, to credit Jay in terms of what we were discussing. He's like, so what if we did what if we kind of looked at it that way? And then um, we spoke about in ways to do it and what uh and then that's where we came up with the person who starts to yell out in the beginning you know what i realized something my special if you click on the youtube link from facebook it won't allow you to go there properly without having to sign in because the beginning of my special is me threatening to stab a man
0: (laughs) that's fucking hilarious dude that's a that's a little bit a bit of trivia that's interesting to know
1: Right. So it's like when you have something that we're, that's the way I'm starting the special, there's a reason why. And I think that if anyone watches the first 10 seconds of the special, you're going to be like, well, how did this come about? You know, And hopefully you'll make it further in. Um, And I think that that's what makes it, uh, there's those little things that add to its interest.
0: And and why, I mean, as far as, you know, yours did not include multimedia, I don't think, so that, you know. That allowed you to kind of do it wherever the fuck you wanted. Why did you settle on uh, Grizzly Bear?
1: I tried to record the special in Boston in December, and um, I didn't, I wasn't able to, there was like a miscommunication in terms of interest. I thought there was.
0: (laughs) Uh, That pesky miscommunication.
1: Right. Turns out (laughs) there isn't. (laughs) And there that. was not, so I went to Boston just just to record, you know, just to do shows. Recording them was secondary, but I just did shows for the sake because uh, you know we already had paid for the hotel room. Uh, the record label's already paid for the hotel room, They're Like if you want to go, just go. And I was like, sure. And um, that was December, and then January floated around, and um, you know, uh, went. Uh, it was like, all right, well, what are we gonna do now? And Uh, the idea came what if i recorded at the grizzly pair which is a club that uh it's like a back of a bar that became a club i think that's how most comedy clubs sort of begin and um they were like and i asked i floated the idea and they were like absolutely we'd love to so it's the first special that's ever been recorded and first album that's ever been recorded at the grizzly pair
0: yeah yeah that was my next question which you already answered which is you know uh does the grizzly pair you know do they already have kind of the setup for this is it kind of old hat for them but it sounds like you're the person who kind of uh you know made them jump through all the hoops that will make it easier for the next comic to record there
1: i think absolutely so like well uh dominic handled all the sound and um i think anybody who has some uh you know, some level of idea in terms of they have a soundboard at the Grizzly Pair, so it's not difficult to get it going. Sure. Right? Um, so that was good. But, and in terms of camera stuff, uh, just a couple uh, angles should cover it. Yeah, I think that I've, we've laid the groundwork. Uh, Kenny, Warren, Gabe Dorado, who uh, run the club. Um, and then, uh, the guys who work at the Grizzly Pair, the owners of the Grizzly Pair, I think it's Greg and Peter, uh, all those guys, like we figured it out together. And I think
0: the next comic that records a special there, it should be easier. Okay. And then, Semi, call, call back to my earliest question, which question, which is tell me about the special place in your heart of Boston market, FKA Boston chicken. Um, so <laughs>
1: This is the thing, like it's uh, debating what is the ba- best fast food, right? That right. is the, the idea of the, that's the, you know, the idea behind the bit, the theory. Right. And um, my, my debate is that I, you know, my theory is that I think Boston market is the best fast food in America. And um, I defend it wholeheartedly. Yeah, you'd have to listen to the bit and, or watch the special, uh, whatever the case is to see. And I would love to hear anyone's feedback as to why they agree or disagree uh, as to that. And the reason why, for me personally, why I think Boston Market is the best fast food, it holds a special place in my heart, is because uh, freshman year of college, uh, you know, being a broke college kid, and you get tired of uh, college food, unless you're on a great campus, you know? Right. Um, but I went to a state school, um, and it's, it was trash. It was garbage food. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was the same food they actually served in the prison nearby, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> So it was pretty rough, but like, um, one of my sweet mates worked at the Boston market, like, uh, maybe a half a mile down the road. And at the, every night of it, at the end of his shift, he would bring home orders of Boston market and we would eat that. And it was, it was nice, man. It was sweet. It was sentimental. It was also a break from constant, uh, meal hall food. It it just made me realize that, like, that and the reasons that you hear in the special and in the album, there's a bunch of them as to why I think it's the best fast food. And I would love for anyone to come at me and debate me with (laughs) that. Open invite right now, okay? (laughs) Call your
0: mom, call your uncle, call your stupid-ass grandma. Bring all of them. Boston fucking, t- Boston Chicken, Boston Market. Casey yeah. Aurora is going to the fucking mat for Boston Market. Absolutely. And so, yeah, and my question is why, you know, why did that make its way in there? I mean, not only because it had a special place in your heart, but you're fine going kind of antagon- antagonistic with the things previously shouted out by the crowd. You know, they're shouting out things like McDonald's, et cetera.
1: Right. Um, the thing is this, though, I feel like that. That's a debate that's been raging on for a long time. You know, I think yeah. that even it breaks into subsections too, right? Sometimes people are like, it's too dro- it's too broad. How about which place has the best fries? Right. Which place has the best chicken nuggets? There's constantly uh, an argument. You could, I mean, the argument of what is the best fast food in America? Um, first of all, it's, it's as American as it gets. Why? Yeah. Yeah. And two, that argument is, it's decades old, man. Right. We're talking, this shit goes further back than whether it's Spotify or Pandora, you know? <laughs> like This is an old argument that we can, we're talking anybody from your dad to, to your neighborhood, or the neighborhood guy down the street who just immigrated to this country to, to like this old lady who feeds the pigeons in the park. Everybody's got an opinion on fast food.
0: And you were ready for all of them. Like you, uh, whatever, whatever they shouted out during your special recording, you were ready to take them down.
1: Put them in a goddamn line. I'll take them all out.
0: <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that. And is there anything else that you feel so fucking strongly about that can make its way into a second special?
1: Um, in t- you know, it hasn't. Fortunately, well, I think I recorded the special in Feb February. Uh, yeah, no, not right now. Right now, I think that the second uh, the stuff that I have been working on is personal it's a lot more personal and uh absurd in its own self okay. so but nothing is uh nothing is off the table and nothing's out of you know out of bounds so i don't know i don't know what i have a lot of strong opinions i just don't there's a difference between having strong opinions on things and then realizing is this something you want to make an, an entire bit about
0: so. yeah yeah and so you, you were like everybody's going to be able to relate to this everybody's going to have a fucking opinion it's close to my heart and i'm going to shout them down if i have to
1: yeah because I don't think people put Boston market in the ring, and, oh, not at um, all because
0: it's because it's it's questionable as to I don't know if enough people have eaten there to the no. point where they can even think it's fast because all you think is about the fucking spinning rotisserie chicken, but really a lot of that shit's ready when you get there. It's just but I haven't you know i I've driven by plenty, but I haven't even I don't even think I've been in, inside one.
1: I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Uh, you, what you just said was like the like the almost like the music to the key to the, my heart when you said. <laughs> Um, yeah, people think about the rotisserie.
0: Yeah. But
1: you. Uh, but this is what you said that made the most sense. But it's ready when you get there.
0: Yeah.
1: At, when you get to Boston, so many people have been argued with me, especially the guy in the in the special. Um, he art. He's like, you know, I don't think it's fast, and it's just like, how much faster does it need to be? <laughs> to me, it's kind of it's it's as fast as fast food gets. Yeah. You come in, you go quarter, quarter white. The guy takes a, a, a knife, hacks two hacks. You got a quarter white sitting on a plate. What, what else is quicker?
0: Yeah, and everything else is ready. They just, oh, the yeah. mashed potatoes are ready. They just fucking scoop them, in, uh, scoop them up in there.
1: Right, everything is scooped up. You, uh, can, you're telling me it takes less time to construct a sandwich <laughs> than to chop two chops at a chicken. Get yeah. out of here. I'll, I'll prepare enough meals for everybody. Dude. And their mama before <laughs> before you could finish a Burger King or or any other fast food spot.
0: Dude, as advertised, Casey Aurora is fucking just going to the mat for Boston Market, FKA Boston Chicken. If you want to see this hilarious shit, go to alldaykca.com or that's also your handles for Twitter and Instagram, right?
1: Yeah, it's my handles for everything across the board. It's alldaykca. You could the website has the special on it. It's also um, yeah on YouTube, on Facebook, everywhere.
0: And so Spotify, they'll just call it up Comedy Under House Arrest.
1: Well, uh, for the album, the album's name is actually called uh, for Spotify and for Pandora and for iTunes. The album is called uh, Draw 4.
0: Oh, okay. All right. How did I get Comedy Under House Arrest? Was comedy that, uh, Under their, House Arrest is their the name, name of, YouTube thing?
1: No, no it's, it's the name of the comedy special on YouTube and Facebook.
0: Okay. so I no, titled
1: okay. it differently from uh, the album because, uh, like, the special in itself is its own little thing. And the album, even though the material is the same, whereas the album has more material, um, the uh, album in itself is named specifically for a reason. It's called Draw Fork for a reason. So,
0: okay. and so I want not give it up. It's out on Blonde Medicine. It's out there mm-hmm. today, and everybody can take a look at it. Casey Aurora, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.